Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Well, hi, friends. Happy Monday. I hope you guys are doing so, so well. I am joined not by Beck today, but my incredible, amazing husband, Nathan. Hi. Hello. Happy Monday, podcast land. I hope that everybody's had a great start to their week and is ready to go as we get to the pointy end of our years, especially here in our Australian studios as we gear up for all things concert re-enrolments and whatnot. Mm, it's the busy time of the year, right? Today was a bit crazy in our studio, crazy in a good way, getting everything excited, um, all the excitement building for concert, re-enrolments, doing all those things. But that's not what we're here to talk about today, right? We wanted to give a little bit of a personal experience um, that Nathan and I had last week where um, our youngest daughter, Sassy, had her prep orientation. I could not believe that that's happening. Yes, for those, I I know that everything, it's a bit different in all states around Australia, but here in New South Wales, um, prep is the year before kindergarten. And it's not offered everywhere, but for places like the school that our eldest two um, go to, it's a private fee-paying school, um, and it's a K to 12 or a prep to 12 yeah. campus. So they start there, um, a lot of them will start the year before kindergarten and then continue their schooling all the way through to the end of high school. So you can imagine, you know, because we're business nerds and especially around all things enrolments um, and customer journeys and whatnot, when we go to these things, we start. We always talk about and think about the marketing behind it, the, the lifetime value of the client, and in this case, the lifetime value is us as clients. Mm. Um, and look at it from that perspective always. Yeah, for sure. So let's pull it back a bit. Let's tell you a little bit of backstory. Um, our, we've got two older girls. Azalia is 10 next month. Um, As she keeps reminding us. She keeps yep. telling me multiple times. Um, you may have heard Zalia on the podcast recently where she, her and BB Beck's oldest um, had a chat with us. Um, Gigi, um, our middle daughter, is seven. Um, they've both been at the school for a couple of years and Sassy, our four-year-old, is starting prep next year. I cannot wait to join her big sisters. Cannot wait to be there. Um, so the school our girls um, that we've chosen to send our girls to is a private school. It's kind of a, I would say mid to high range private school it's definitely no you know scots college or um you know knox grammar or anything like that um because we live in regional area however um yeah it's still a reasonably um you know mid to high range uh private school and it's amazing what they do there. We've been so impressed and I think as business owners as Nate said um it's very interesting to see all the things they do and this um, orientation that they did for our prep um, students, and obviously it's our third daughter to go through the school, um, was incredible. And that's what we had took away so many learnings that I re- really think that will um, land with you as a studio owner as well. Yeah, and it's like, like I was saying before, it's so many things that we talk about, um, especially around the entire customer journey. Mm. And what sort of men and I were talking about after it as well is that um, – making sure that you get the right people and you get key staff members mm. in to do 
what are super important tasks. So I think sometimes some businesses might sort of like, you know, consider the task to be low or, or menial tasks that, that might not be very important. But we always talk about at the school, Mandra will talk a bit more about the um, this prep in, or orientation day in a minute, but we always are really impressed that school crossing duty um, whenever we drop the girls off at school. Now, um, as somebody that used to be a teacher, um, at my school, school crossing duty was always like the job you tried to avoid like the plague. Yeah. Um, it was considered a very low-value task that, that not a lot of people wanted to do. But what we notice at the girls' school is that at least three days a week, sometimes more, the head of junior school, the head of the senior school, and the overall head of the college, so three of the most senior staff members are out there, rain, hail or shine, sometimes in their umbrellas Ooh, and high-vis yep, <laughs> high wet weather gear, welcoming and saying hi to every single student and parent that are walking into the school that day. Yeah. Because they obviously know that crossing duty is just the, the secondary thing there, right? But being out there and making connections with students and their parents is just such a valuable, valuable thing for the college as a whole. Yeah, they're all about, um, you know, creating community there, which is um, incredible. But let's jump and talk about um, the orientation that we went to. Miss Sass was very excited to be in uh, prep orientation. So they still, you know, have COVID rules going on at the school. Don't know what that's about, but let's. that's a whole nother topic, right? Um, so they were doing um, the prep orientation in small groups. So they had uh, about... I would say 12 to 15 children attending um, that orientation and they had one every day during the week basically to get through all of the children that are going to prep next year. Um, so they went through that whole process every single day for a whole week. So we got there, the principal, you know, the head of the school, he was there. He was the first one there to greet us and they made it a fanfare. I am all about this school because they – they get the balloons out. They get the flags out. They get the the lawn picket signs. They're very into their lawn picket signs, I tell you what. But they do all the things to make it look exciting so the kids are excited. Just like we talk about we should be doing at our studio, having, you know, um, photo opportunities for first day of school, orientation day, you know, when it's, you know, Easter, when it's Christmas, when it's back to studio, all of the things, let's celebrate all the events. So they had all of it out. So we had to have photos at every single spot, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's, you know, again, looking at it from the four-year-old's perspective as well. Like, Sassy was a little bit nervous going in, even hmm. though it's all she'd been talking about for so long. But as soon as she gets in and she sees the balloons and she sees all the little places she can stop and have a photo taken, because doesn't she love having a photo taken, then that really, um, yeah, really excites her and makes her feel calm and comfortable in the space and ready to enjoy your day, which then, you know, we're probably not the most, we're not anxious or anything like that, but for it, we know that as dance studio owners that a lot of time, number one, the kids are anxious, but also the parents are anxious in those situations as well. So as soon as they can see that their child is going to be happy and enjoying the, the um, time there, then we know that the parents also start feeling like that as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So we got there, the name tags went on. I love the name tags because it makes the kids feel special. It means every single teacher, every person in the room knew my child's name. 
if you don't use name tags in your studio on first day with the preschoolers and the and even all the way up to like we do it up to I don't know about eight or ten you know make sure you do it makes the kids feel super special and everyone knows they're a new student so all of the staff can be super attentive so Sassy's name tag went on she was so excited they got to their prep classroom which is like the most beautiful classroom ever isn't it they have the cutest stuff there and the whole room was laid out beautifully someone had spent a lot of time making sure that all the stations were set up that the room looked beautiful and everything was on and I think that's so important too right and you know to us that's no different to the studio the studio should be you know if you're having a open day if you're running taster classes or even on the first week of um, classes I'm really big um, with the teachers you know putting a little bit of background music on obviously not as loud as you have it during class but you know putting frozen on so that when the kids walk in the room there's something familiar having you know um, the first set of props out so it looks exciting to walk into it's exact same thing right yeah absolutely and even just like the little things that we noticed as we walked in that the staff were positioned sort of evenly around the room Mm. and they'd obviously been instructed or some sort of staff training to make sure that as everybody came in and the kids sort of naturally sort of started being curious around certain places around the room, that the staff were there to sort of draw them in, engage kids and the parents in that conversation and then start leading them. And so the room started to feel that sort of really happy, exciting energy rather than just a bunch of people walking into the room Mm. and trying to be wallflowers. Yeah, for sure. So staff were instructed, obviously, as we said, it was very obvious they were positioned around the room. And there was a lot of staff for 15 kids, there was probably 10 staff there yep. um, and it was some of the most senior staff in the school. As we said, it's a prep to 12 school. It's a pretty decent sized school now. Um, however, the overall principal was there, the um, the head of the junior school was there, uh, The I think they call him the chaplain the uh, school counsellor, the, there was someone else that's quite like a high, I can't remember the, his role exactly. Um, they had some, um, you know, the obviously the prep teachers for next year and a couple of other senior staff that they obviously just thought were going to be great on the day. So probably 10 staff to 15 kids and their parents, all there ready to make sure that that, I think we were there for an hour and a half, was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And they obviously know and understand and appreciate like I said before number one the lifetime value of us you know by the time you do three kids worth of um, k to 12 fees you sort of do those maths and think oh that's a lot (laughs) but when you go to days like this and as as people that um, appreciate the value in things we're sort of we always talk about our ICA and our studios and we would very much envisage that for our kids' school, we are their ICA, yeah? Yes. We're their ideal customer. We're people that value quality. Um, we are prepared to spend money where we not think it's needed, but where we, yeah, we're happy to spend money on quality. And going into days like this where, like Amanda said, it's not just the prep teachers there. They've got a, a selection of teachers to show us what our entire journey through the college is going to be, mm. which is is super important for us as potential parents, like by the time, like I said, we've already been there a few years, so we know what it's going to be like. But for the new parents in the room, it's super impressive, right? They can 
picture their child from the four-year-old that's in the room there with them all the way through to the 18-year-old graduating high school. Yeah, and they talked about that a lot, which was so impressive. But, you know, with the staff, it you know, it's so important to make sure you have your best staff on those younger kids. Because if you look at the lifetime value, and if you haven't done this exercise with us, we do this with our tribe members yep. quite regularly, is calculating um, the lifetime value of a preschooler. And if it's something you haven't done before, I highly recommend you do it. So, you know, that that child that starts at three, how much do they pay in the first year for fees, uh, enrolment fee, concert tickets, their costume, um, uniform, shoes, tights, whatever. What's their average spend for the first year? And then the second year, if they then do two preschool classes, then the third year they're in kindergarten and, and they might do three classes. Then the fourth year when they're in year one, they might pick up um, you know a comp class and they're doing five or six classes. Then by the time they're eight, they might start doing a solo. Um, Possibly the little brother or sister started by then as 100%. well. 100%. And then you know perhaps they stay with you until they're 16 and or 18 or 20. I highly recommend if you haven't done that exercise to calculate the lifetime value of that student. Every time we do it with a client or the, or our tribe members, it's like absolute mind blown. Like For sure. They, they cannot believe if they haven't sat down and done it. And that's what we sort of say to them every time. And that's what we say to our staff that we need, you need to treat every single inquiry, every time the phone rings, every time an email comes in or every time the, you know, the website lead form comes in, we need to treat that person that's in front of us or on the computer screen in front of us like they're that next incredible 15-year-long student. Yeah, for sure. And once you calculate that lifetime value of that student, you can totally see why it is valuable for your best staff, the principal of the school, the principal of the studio, your head teacher, to all be there focusing on those 15 kids for you know an hour and a half. It makes sense, right? Because we know that that value can be huge. Yeah, and focusing on like little things. Like I said, they obviously had the, the room mapped out on how they wanted that to work. So we make sure we do things like um, we've got our enrolment day coming up and it's something we've been working on with our Studio Growth Club members as well, um, having VIP enrolment days, but not just, you know, making not just throwing all the bodies in the room and hope that a bunch of people end up in classes, being really thoughtful and specific about what that enrolment day looks like. Where are the desks going to be placed? Which room are they going to be placed in? What do you want the flow of people to be as they come mm. into that enrolment day? And we're very specific around that with new trials coming into the building as well. When a new trialist, we've got big stairs walking up to our studio, but as a new um, student and their parent gets to the top of the stairs, what do we want them to do? What are they going to do? What actions do we want our reception team to take? Um what do, how do we want them to be introduced to the teacher? What does the teacher need to do? Yeah, everything about those little journeys are mapped out. Yeah, for sure. And, and that was so apparent in this room as well, which was so great. So they had incredible staff on there, but that's not all they did. They obviously, you know, all the day was really was a bit of free play for the kids. Let's be honest, they were playing in the classroom and that's what the kids were doing. But the staff were focusing equally and maybe not maybe even more so on the parents as well as the children they were trying to build connections and build relationships with the parents but also encourage the um, parents that were in the room to build connections and relationships together 
Yes, because we know that people stay for the community. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they come for the dance class or they come for the school. The school, or but they stay for the community you build mm. around that. Yeah, for sure. You had, um, you know, a couple of times where the principal came up and introduced you to other parents, right? Yes, because, you know, as somebody that already has two older kids in the school, I'm obviously somebody that believes in what they're doing, like we talked about before. I'm very much um, their ideal customer avatar. Mm. Um, and the principal recognised that. And not that we're super involved in the school no. by any stretch of the imagination, but no. obviously knowing that we've got two girls there. Yep, and are about to send yep. our third. And so, you know, um, there was yeah, myself, another dad, and the principal sort of standing there having a brief little chat. And he sort of said, oh, he had to like, he was keeping working around, moving, working the room, sorry, moving around. But he said to this other dad, oh, here we go, you got Nathan here. He's already got two girls at the school and Sassy's his third. He'll be able to tell you all the great things about the college. Mm. So giving you the chance to give them a testimonial, opening yeah. the conversation so that you would start that conversation with the other parent going, oh, yeah, I've been so happy here because where else does that conversation go afterwards? You're not going to stand there and go, oh, yeah, this is shit. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is not what happens. Yes. You start talking about, oh, I've been so happy here. I've loved that my older daughter has done this. So basically opening the floor for testimonials, yes. um, in-person, live testimonials. How incredible would that be if you could do that in your studio? Walk around and sort of say, oh, if you want to know anything more about what we do or, you know, you want to meet someone, here's so-and-so, here's little Susie's mum. She's been here for five years and loves it. I'd love for you to have a chat. You know, something like that and, you know, helping those parents make connections but also building those relationships and building that, like, real-life testimonial. Oh, Absolute solid yes, goals. Because we know people buy from people. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the principal can stand there on his soapbox all day and say as much as he likes about the about the school and how wonderful it is, which it is. But, you know, at some point people start to think, oh well, yeah, that's his job to say that, isn't mm. it? He's, he's gonna tell us how great it is. I wonder what it's really like. Yeah, we all have that little cynicism, especially us Aussies, yes. right? Um, and so yeah, so it's super important to have that. And that's why, you know, as um, in our studios, we always talk about the importance of having that key amazing staff member out on reception mm. you need that person there that can work the room a little bit that can get out that's getting out from behind the desk speaking to parents and making those connections so that when that new parent comes in they've got that relationship formed they know that jane over there has been mm. here she just started 18 months ago and how happy she is and she's just put a second daughter in and except whatever it is yeah but out there making those connections um so that they can start fostering that and yeah. building that community connection i always say it's like working the room like you're hosting a party yes and you know you if you were hosting a party you would introduce people that didn't know each other you wouldn't just let them stand there in the corner you'd make sure everyone was comfortable and have what they need and your waiting room should be exactly the same which is what they made this orientation feel yes. like as well yeah. you know multiple times um i was in introduced to other parents I was I think I was introduced to most of the other mothers there and I think you were introduced to most of the other fathers they were obviously yep. doing it that way um and you know things like oh you might know Amanda she owns dance sensations yeah, it was great marketing for us yeah I think we signed, I think I signed up two people that day yeah it was yeah. perfect <laughs> but you know um the the staff and the principal and stuff were making sure that the parents had something to talk about not just like Hi, meet so-and-so. They were like, oh, hi, meet so-and-so. They do this. This is what they do. And giving them like a starting conversation point as well. So they were really big on fostering that community, which I loved. It's a great way to sell the school. 
Oh, so much. Yeah, mm. incredible. That's yeah. Like we said, so many learnings that we can take into our studios to yeah help better our business. Yeah, really. for sure. So um, the kids all had a bit of a play. There was just a bit of like, you know, they just got to try all the stations. There was finger painting, you know, there was all the things that we do at prep. Um, and then uh, the principal, the junior school principal, had a little bit of a, um, a chat at the end to all the parents and um, the children as well. And once again, the whole, um, you know, very casual speech, I yes. guess. It was only 15 parents. It was pretty casual. Um, was f- focused around community and connections. Yep. Um, they didn't really talk about the academics, even though it's a quite an academically focused school. That's not what he talked about. He talked about um, giving our children a place to grow. He kept talking about that our children would be there for 13 years. Now... Once they do prep, they don't actually automatically enrol in kindergarten. So he is telling them that they will be automatically <laughs> enrolled in, enrolling in kindergarten and staying all the way to um, year 12 because it's a private school. It's a business too, let's be honest. And talking to them and giving them – and like you said, uh, they were, he was kind of giving them um, – a bit of a vision into the future and talking about, you know, you see your beautiful four-year-olds, but, you know, within a blink of the eye, they'll be starting year seven at the college and then they'll be in, you know, graduating year 12 and telling the story of the children going through to really create that connection to the school so that you could put yourself in, in their shoes, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we talk about all the time within our studios as well. Like we very rarely market dancing mm. or dance classes at Dance Sensations. We market happy, positive, smiley kids, having a ball and enjoying themselves, yep. staying fit, having fun. Yep, Beck community. Talks, yep, community, building us a, a happy, positive, yep. safe community for them. Beck talks about all the time that the when her studio really took off and started growing was when she started marketing happy, building confident kids. That's what they do at Pause. Mm. And once, obviously, that's through dance and through really high level training and everything like that but it's not what we sell and it's not what we market we focus on so many of the other things that are involved with that yes and i love that and this school was all about that as well really making sure that they were talking about the community and the connections that you were going to make there and how much they were telling you already how much you're going to love their school because you know they they're selling um a dream a lifestyle and giving you that like Look into the future for the next thirteen years with your kids. Oh my god, I can't believe it's my little fourteen girl. years of when you add prep. I think. Oh, yeah. it is fourteen years. Oh my god, that's a long time for them yeah. to be at the school, for sure. So they finished up. You know, they talked about we can't wait to see you again when you come back and start your prep. They got the goodie bags. It was all <laughs> about the goodie bags. My daughter Sassy had been eyeing it off since we got there. And just and like the most, so like they obviously had like. A thousand leftover school magazines from 2021, and so she got the 2021 school magazine in her little goodie bag, which was obviously for the parents, I guess, to look at and, it, like Amanda said, a bit of a, a vision into what what mm. else happens. She like took it to bed that night, cuddled she, it, it, cuddled it, <laughs> did not let that thing go, like, you know, just like yeah. The things that kids love, right? But they also had like, you know, a pop socket in there that was branded with their um, school logo. They had a bubble wand with a, you know, we can't wait to make magic with you next year or something like that written on the tag. They did all the things. And, you know, my daughter was so proud to walk out of there holding her goodie bag. 
she then had to go to preschool afterwards um, and she wanted to take it to preschool to show off her goodie bag. Now, isn't that what we want our kids to do from the studio? Isn't that what we want our um, our preschooler dance kids to take their little goodie bag to preschool the next day and show it off to all their friends? For sure. So make sure you're giving them something that they want to show off and make sure that they're the coolest one in the schoolyard the next day. So yeah, it was an amazing, amazing day. And I think there's so many takeaways from the day. Yes. So rounding it out. Obviously, Sassy is very excited to start prep. <laughs> just, yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. But now it's still that thing, right, when you're like, can I go now? Do I go tomorrow? <laughs> like, oh, no, after Christmas. Not quite. Oh, wait, no, not after Christmas because on Boxing Day she starts. But see, so, yeah, so after Nationals is what we're saying. Yeah, it? we're going yeah. with after Nationals, after yeah. we go to Showcase Nationals yeah. is where we're going with, um, with our conversation. But she is super excited. But our top learnings that we really think that you should focus on and make sure you're doing in your studio and maybe think about how they do it at, you know if you have children that go to school how they do it in your children's school because you might get some really great tips from that as well definitely the best staff I think yep. that's the biggest key having the best staff there working um, with the little ones on their first day and not thinking that that's a low value task you know for these high school teachers or these principals and stuff but focusing on those kids' first day and sitting there finger painting with them is actually very valuable yeah. for them. Mapping out their a customer's first experience, a mm. parent and a student's first experience in your building yeah. is super important, not leaving anything to chance. You know, As dancers, not being a dancer myself, but as dancers, you spend so much time choreographing. Choreographing. It's It's way too late. (laughs) As dancers, spend so much time choreographing. There we go. Um, Oh, gosh. You really just pulled yourself up for nothing. Yeah, sorry. My bad. So, but making sure you do that same thing for the most important part of your studio, which is making sure that student stays in your class. Yeah, for sure. So, um, focusing also on that community and those connections. What you're actually selling. Yeah, helping the parents. Um, as well as the students make friends and, you know, develop that community is so, so important. Plus all the magical moments, the photos, the goodie bags, all of those things that create magical moments for your kids. Absolutely. Yes. So hopefully they are our top tips from our little girls prep orientation. A little bit of an odd podcast, but I hope that you got something out of it today. Um, If you're interested in following along, make sure you follow us on Instagram and check out the tribe um, to be part of our amazing community of studio owners because it's all about community, right? Absolutely. Have a great rest of your week. We can't wait to be back in your life next week. 